So the four characters had met with Baron Heinrich Rennet, a well-respected lord of the nearby towns and farmholds. And he had spoke with all of you because he had a request. His wife, his beloved Baroness Eleanor Rennet, is missing. She attended a mask at Count Libram Moldova's estate, Moldova Manor, two nights past. She has not returned home, nor has any word arrived from the manor. During this meeting, um, you had uh, discussed with him some details about his wife and her situation. And one thing I would like uh, each character to kind of explain is, uh, I'll go like just down the line, give you guys a chance to explain like what your character is, what they look like, thing that, and then also explain why you think the Baron would have chosen you to help him find his wife. So, not to put you on the spot since you just got here, but it's the first one on my screen. So, Jordan, tell us about Mott and uh, why the Baron would have asked you to help with this. Well, Mott is a well-respected do-gooder, uh, cleric of the life domain, and uh, he would have probably jumped at the chance to help anyone. And uh, he's known to be very wise and careful and uh, could probably be a grounding force maybe for the rest of the party. All right. And Jaco. Uh, Jaco is uh, average height, dark skin, snowy white, kind of poofy hair with an impeccably shaved handlebar mustache. Uh, so he's got a bit of renown as a monster hunter. Definitely very into doing discreet business and as to why the Baron chose him for this mission that would be the Baron's business so none of his alright so maybe the Baron thinks in case there's something foul going on that Jacko would be equipped to handle it given his background how about uh good guy good guy obvious I don't know why the Baron decided to pick me but I'm just here to find the lady I sound like this I look like this no more questions Let's say that uh, good guy, given his background, has some information about the Baron that would uh, maybe look poorly if it was released. And um, who told you that, Abe? So uh, yeah, I'm Abe, and uh, I'm a bounty hunter. So it's naturally they picked me for this. I'm kind of well known. I'm just starting out, but uh, I got a reputation. Pretty good at finding people. As to what I look like, tall, average build. Wear a white, t a white tank top all the time. And I'm always ready for whatever. Always ready to party? Always ready for whatever. Party. F punching. And uh, you might even have a soft spot for the Baron because you also know, Abe, that uh, he and his wife recently lost their daughter to illness. Uh, oh, no. Not even two weeks prior. So it's been a dark couple weeks for the Baron. So uh, he had offered you rewards. Uh, Three different ones depending on which character what your character would like uh anything from gold to uh knighthood or status in the uh, the barony or a pardon for crimes which a couple of you might be interested in but anyways <clears throat> you are riding on horseback on the horses provided by the baron except for jacko who uh defiantly demanded to have a, ho uh, a donkey i guess a donkey and um, you are traveling through some Donkey. woods that are, it's late in the evening, um, sun is starting to set. Uh, the trees are narrow and sickly, leafless as it's autumn. And you ride up on horseback in front of the manor. Ooh, 
It's you guys are at the uh, bottom middle of the map. If you can scroll down. Wow. So the oh, weathered, yeah. gloomy manor sits among dense, sickly trees. Mold and moss collect along its stone walls and under the eaves. High, tall windows ring the manor's walls, and the wooden front door is closed. Stables and additional housing can be seen in the distance in the back. A dark pond next to the manor ripples in the chilly wind. Low clouds gather overhead. What do you do? What did I do? I messed up already the screen. You did. <laughs> <laughs> I went to walk uh, around. Oh, okay, hold on. Let me change it real quick. This is a setting thing that I didn't know. Oh, so on. it wasn't me. No, it was. So That's when cool. you move, I can improve the moves, basically. Oh. That's all my steps. Great. Sounds authoritarian. Yeah. But honestly, with you fuckers, I think it makes sense. 200 feet. What fucking Jamie did. (laughs) 200 feet now. I only went two squares in. I'm 200 feet ahead of y'all. Ichu, can you undo mine? I didn't mean to move. So while I'm uh, looking for the settings for this, uh, what does D want to do? I want to look around for some uh, footprints or something. I got to look for the signs of this, this lady. Okay. Did he, did he uh, give us an average uh, like description of her, like build and stuff? Yeah, um, slender, uh, maybe early fifties, blonde hair. Um, she has uh, like these reflective, glass-like blue-colored eyes, um, very like pale blue. And uh, yes, that's the description you got. So you feel like you'd be able to identify her if you saw her. Well, it sounds like a dead body to me. So go ahead and give me a survival roll then, Abe, if you're going to be uh, searching around. Yeah. Okay. So Abe uh, began searching for tracks, uh, more or less. And there's two sides, really. There's, uh, you can see multiple uh, prints from horses leading to the northwest uh, towards the stables. And then you can see kind of a footpath from the stables back to the manor where people would have, you know, tied off their horses and then walked back in. Um, and you can see also some light uh, footprints on the west side of the manor going back towards the additional housing. Uh, however, the footprints there, um, there's only one set and they seem to be rather small, like child-sized small, footprints. Oh, uh, okay. I was going to say like a dainty woman. <laughs> What's uh, everyone else doing? I'm interested in how to get inside this house. So I'm looking, I'm looking at the house. I'm looking around for vulnerabilities, open doors. Okay. Give me an investigation roll, good guy. Is it going to be pretty? <laughs> Jesus. You are right. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> things are locked up tight. Uh, <laughs> uh, the door is shut. Um, and let's see. However, so you, look, you go through, you check the windows and everything. And uh, while the door is shut, just a little quick jiggle of the handle. It's obvious to tell that the door is unlocked, the front door. Boy, you muppets. The door is unlocked. I release. I release. I was going insane. I'm looking for tracks. I'm looking for footprints here. Let's see, Mod and Jacko, what are you guys doing? So Jacko, I guess we dismounted, right? Yeah. Jacko pulls out a a book from his breast pocket, and he's gonna look up at the sky. Can I discern about what time it is? Um, probably an hour or two hours away from sunset. And he'll scribble down and then turn to Abe. Say, did you catch the name of this building? The name of the manor? Yes. Let's see, uh, let's see my Slack messages here. Wait, I remember. Odavia. 
Yep, Moldavia Manor. That's right. Very good. Count Libram's estate. Correct. I'll write that down. <laughs> and then close a clasp on the book and put it back in his coat pocket. His coat pocket. All right. Anything you want to do with your uh, your precious donkey? Uh, man, the stables. And he'll gesture towards his donkey. That's where I'm heading. I'll See some footprints you. going up there. And uh, Mott just hands his uh, the reins of his horse to one of the other men, assuming that they'll do it for him. Yeah, sure. No worries there. I'll grab the reins. All right. So, uh, Jacko and uh, Abe then, I guess, are walking towards the stables. And you can see that there are approximately 15 horses currently in the stables. Uh, and all of them seem to be calm and uh, relaxed, subdued, except for one in the very corner. It's kind of uh, leaned against the wall. Its legs stiffened, and uh, the tip of its tongue is popping out of its mouth. Are any of their feet dirty? Yeah, you can find that there's some dirt on their hooves. As if they've been running, like their legs and flanks also covered in dirt? Or are they clean? Uh, you would assume that they hadn't been run, but they had been, they were probably used to bring up the people, the party. So this was a mask, a masquerade ball, right? So there are many guests that were in this house. Mm-hmm. So the trip from the road that you guys just took um, seems to be about the same amount of dirt that was on your donkey's legs. So I'd want to look at the horses for any markings that would show, you know, ownership of like the Baron's, the Baron's registration to his horse, pretty much. Okay, <laughs> give me an investigation roll. <laughs> Where's the license plate on these? Uh, so you are looking over the horses and uh, there's nothing that just says, you know, Baroness on it or whatever, but uh, you do find a horse that has a similar saddle and markings as the Baron's horse. That we rode in on? Yes. Okay, so I'll examine that horse, does he have any like saddle, like saddlebags or anything like that? Uh, yes. There are so saddlebags. Look, look through the saddlebags. Okay. Uh, you look through there and um, they're empty. Okay. Do I, I want to do like a forensics check for like blonde hair? Forensics? <laughs> uh, well, you, you've you uh, found as much as you're going to find. I think that was your invest. I gave you everything you could on your investigation check okay. there. That's fair. Right. I think I found the, I think I found the horse the lady came up on. Every time the good guy moves, he's going to stealth. So I'm going to stealth and I'm going to right. move. <laughs> Very average. What's he good at? <laughs> well, he's supposed to be good at that. <laughs> he's good at being brooding. Uh, so you're skulking about. And uh, let's see here. As you're walking around that west side of the house, good guy can see. Actually, it wouldn't be just good guy. Good guy and... Uh, Mott are able to see. Uh, wait, Mott, are you still in front of the house? Or are you moving? I see you're good. All right, so as you're walking around, you're able to see that the a breeze pushes or blows by the west side of the house, and you can see one of the windows on the west side of the manor is slightly ajar. I filed that away for future knowledge. All right. Good, good guy wants to search for valuables, any valuables. And the horses? Yes. Okay, uh, you only have to roll. You're just uh, you're perusing through the bags, um, and <laughs> taking a chance to, to rub the horses. And, hey, uh, you hey, Fellas! Fellas! Ah, there's an open window here. Window's open. I already saw that. We'll go into it later. We have other pressing business. What's that? What's that? Later, <laughs> I said. Later. Later, all in due time. 
as you guys oh, are shouting time, back and forth, um, one good guy shouts out later really loud. You can hear like a small like yelp, like someone screamed in the distance from the north. Okay, I'll, I'll just wait. I'll just wait here. I'll just wait here. Is this the one that horse is in with the straight leg or whatever? Uh, yes, we can say it's that one. So can I check out this horse, see what's up with him, examine him? Uh, clearly dead. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, not breathing. Um, however, you can, uh, so you're not really trained in medicine. Yeah. So to Abe, it's a dead horse. Got a, got a dead horse over here, guys. Anything uh, valuable on it? Chaco was scribbling in his notebook and he'll walk over and take a look at the horse. And yeah, you can see it's uh, it's rigid, stiff. Its tongue is popping out of its mouth, purplish color. And Does it have uh, any signs of trauma on it? When you uh, take a closer look, you can see that its eyes are slightly bulging out of its skull. And you can see where blisters, or not blisters, but the uh, capillaries or whatever around the eyes, they all bursted and it's beet red. So whatever happened when the horse died <laughs> something had put it under a lot of stress oh. horse is a stupid animal it might have like... seen a carrot it didn't recognize <laughs> so who heard the girl who heard the shout just Mott hello, um, hello? somebody in trouble need help I'm on my way lads lads I heard her and he just kind of motions weakly in the direction he's going I think someone may need assistance. All right, we're coming, old timer. I'm gonna head over that way. And what does this what building look like? So, first answer in Mott's question. Yeah, the uh, the buildings over these look like all to be guest houses, like little apartments almost chained in a row. And there's uh, three, seven of Bungalows. them. Bungalows. And I'm yeah. sorry, what did you ask, uh, Mace? What's all this uh, open space? Like, I see the roads, but is this just field or what is this? Yeah, it looks like it's just uh, part of the property kind of expands into a large field and then further out into woods. Okay. So uh, as you walk towards the guest houses, Mott and Abe, uh, you pass through, pass by a, a well-kept garden. Looks like it has carrots and peas and some potatoes growing into it. And uh, yeah, the houses are there. All the doors are shut. Seem to be very clean, well-kept. Nothing seems to be out of place. Any of them lit up? No, Candle they're all or dark. Whatever? Okay. They all appear to be dark. Can I uh, do an active listen to see if I can hear anything else, like scuffling or or muffled voices? Give me a perception check. Oh, that's a good one. All right. Uh, so whether he has not in my head now for mine, I just imagine he has like one of those like funnels that he puts up to his ear to listen. Yeah, I was thinking too. <laughs> There's no um, way he has that perception skill. He's a, he's a fisherman. He, he has to be alert. To catch the fisher. So, Mott, as you're like listening around, on as you pat third door from the left, uh, uh, the tracks that you were followed earlier seems to lead up to uh, the set of houses. Mott charges in this direction, kind of uh, his armor clanking over his bony body, and he kind of just raps on the door and he's like, hey, "Hello in here." Uh, we heard a scream and and uh, and a uh, sound of alarm. Is everything okay? And uh, you hear no reply, but you're able to hear the the whimpering continue. 
and he just looks at Abe, and then he uh, decides to try to open the door. And it is unlocked. You pop it open. It's a small little room, uh, obviously meant for nothing more than just a night's rest. Um, there's a small nightstand and a bed on large uh, leg posts. And you can hear the sound of the whimpering. It's definitely coming from underneath the bed. Okay. And he's going to kind of put his, take his helmet off and put it under his arm and kind of creep along and say, Hey, hello, uh... We heard a, a sound. We, we're, we're here to help. We're not here to harm anyone. If you want to just come out. And he kind of puts his mace on the ground and kneels down carefully and says, Come on out now. We can help you find your way. Oh, oh little girl, it's, it's safe. So you lean down. Um, you can see there is a young child. She can't be more than maybe seven, six, somewhere around there. And she's under the bed. She, uh, she's a little disheveled. She has short brown hair. And uh, once she sees your, your old face kind of pop down at first, she kind of <laughs> reacts. And then um, she seems a little bit weary. And you can tell uh, by the look on her face, you're an old man. You can always tell, old people always know when, like how much someone has eaten or not eaten right. You can tell this kid has not eaten in a while. <laughs> she looks like she could use some food. Um, and you got some Warthers originals in your pocket. Has he got some Warthers oh. originals in his pocket? <laughs> you want some candy? Oh my, <laughs> young one, come, come on along out of there, and I've got some salted fish uh, uh, and uh, some hard tack. Uh, so the little girl that I can lend you. Oh, you need to eat she young one. Come on out, puts lass. Herself against Come the, on. Uh, the nightstand. And uh, she she looks at you and she kind of looks behind and just sees two people that she doesn't know. And uh, she just looks to uh, Ma and she says, what? Are you, are you the Baron? No, no, but the Baron has asked us to come and take care of some things here on the property. And he, he offers the salted fish with kind of a smile and he's staying on one knee kind of on the, the child's level. Are you expecting the Baron? She just takes it and she says, uh, I'm expecting somebody to come. And she takes it and she starts to eat. Where's, where's my mommy? She starts to look around. Have you seen her? What's your name? What's your, what's your name? What's your mommy's name? Takes a bite of the fish and kind of gives a bit of a sour face, but keeps chewing on it because she's hungry. And uh, she says, Jenny. It's you or your mommy? My name is Jenny. Um, my mom's name is. She like kind of thinks about it, and maybe a lot of kids don't think about their parents' first names a lot. And so she takes a moment and uh, she says, "My my mom's name is Bessie. She she works here at the the manor. She's a cook." And she takes another bite. Have you have you seen the count around here? She shakes her head, and when you say that the count, she can see like she has like a somewhat of a, a frightened or. She like looks to the ground for a moment, her eyes kind of bulge and she squints a little bit. And she's like, the Count's mean. I don't like the Count. Noted. We haven't seen him either. It's okay. Don't be alarmed. His daddy is much nicer, but he has a weird eye. She takes another bite of the fish. So Can we, I go to my mommy now? Out of character, like, how much do we know about this estate? Just what we have, like the thing you sent us? 
Anything you read to us? Uh, so you know that this, uh, the reason that this masquerade ball was happening in the first place is that uh, Count Labrum, uh, Libram, we'll say, pronouncing correctly, Count Libram, uh, the current Count of the Manor, uh, just recently inherited this whole estate because his father had passed mm-hmm. away. That's what I thought. So that's why I was thinking like, oh, we know that, right? Yes, you know that. So the first thing I'm going to think is like, she's talking to ghosts or something. Mott. I'm going to lean into Mott and whisper in his uh, microphone ear. I think, uh, I think this girl may be seeing ghosts or something. Oh, let's not jump to any silly conclusions. She said that father's nicer and the father's dead. <clears throat> she probably doesn't know who the father is. You know how kids have one little piece of information and extrapolate. It's only this, I'm sure. And he turns back to the girl and says, Yes, finish your little fish snack and then we'll escort you to find your mother, Bessie. And as you turn around, like to turn your head back to her to say that to her, you can see that she's dropped the fish on the floor and she's just staring blankly at your feet. It's almost like a little bit of drool is coming out of her mouth. And then she pops up her head real quickly and she has this very frightened look on her face and she starts grabbing her ears and she's like, (gasps) she starts breathing heavily. She's like, I hear it. I hear it. I hear it again. And she's like, claps her hands over her ears and she just drops to her knees. And uh, as she drops to her knees, she looks up to you and she just says, dun, 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 dun. And she's like beating on her chest like a heartbeat almost. And then she scrambles to get back under the bed. And uh, Mott kind of reaches out towards her but doesn't touch her like he's concerned. And then he looks over his shoulder at Abe and says, and says, Spence is killing me. <laughs> Old man with his mouth agape. <laughs> he had a heart attack. Oh, I don't know why you, why you couldn't hear me. <laughs> what did you say after he says? And says. He that says, was the first yeah. time I went to Florida. Maybe, maybe you're onto something after all. All right, so let's jump back over to uh, Good Guy and uh, Jaco. What are you guys doing over there? Um, so Jaco. Sorry, is... Jaco. <laughs> I've changed the name of how to pronounce it every time I've said it so far. Um, Jocko is going to take the horse that is wearing the same bags as the Baron. And Mm -hmm. are there any... He's going to look around real quick. Is there any stable boy here? No. Or stable attendant? All right. There is no one, no. Uh, He's going to let that horse out, but like grab it by the reins, I expect. It has some type of something on it, right? Yes. All right. And lead it over to good guy. All right good guy in time is trying to be stealthy looking in these guests i'm gonna roll another stealth and hope there we go okay so uh as you are well very well versed in the ways of B E, probably uh you're able to get in these little bungalows no problem um most of the uh, doors are unlocked or the window is unlocked and uh you can peruse the items in there. You don't see anybody. You don't see anything. Uh, there's a little nightstand in the bed. Um, most of them are empty, but in one of the rooms, you can find uh, seven gold pieces and a little silver ring. A little mundane silver ring. Looks nice, but there's no uh, nothing you remarkable about it. I zip it all into my bag silently. I'm going to walk up to the big house that is deserted, apparently. <laughs> uh, so you've seen... Um, You've seen two entrances so far. There's the, well, Mott knows of the window, uh, and then, you know, the front door. I'll go to the front door. 
All right. I assume it will take some time, right? And then uh, what's everyone else doing? I want to look in the rest of these bungalow houses, the guest houses. I'm going to All ignore right. the one that everybody's in. So the other three. Okay. Okay, you can find additional uh, four gold doing that. And I put it in a pocket. Coins that have d- dropped on the floor or in little crevices in the nightstand. But no other clues. No sign of anybody having been there. Nope. Like, uh, so, yeah, good point. That's a good question. Uh, no. Other than the room that Mott and Abe has been in, all the rooms that you've checked, it looks like the beds are, like, pristine. Like, they're folded neatly, and there's uh, no creases or anything like that. Um, so it doesn't look like they've been slept in. Okay. And, uh... <clears throat> Mott reaches down and picks up the the fish snack and kind of just like dusts it off and starts chewing on it himself as he says to the girl, uh, Come on now, it's all right. We'll take you to your mother and you can tell all of us about the things that have been troubling you, these things you're hearing now. Come on, come along. Um, so she tries to come back out and you can see like there's something bothering her, obviously. And uh, Mott just kind of like, like frowns, but then he gets this uh, kind of clever look on his face and he reaches in a little like uh, void in the front of his armor and pulls out his holy symbol and he shows it to her and he says, You know what this is? No. This is a holy symbol. It represents the power of life. I think what may be troubling you could be fended off by this. Why don't you carry it along for me as we search for your mother? Uh, oh, okay. We'll say that it's like an egg with like sun rays coming out of the top of it or something. That's cool. All right. So she clutches it and cradles it in two hands and she holds it close to her. Thank you. Additionally, I will say to her, you got nothing to be scared about here. Don't worry. I'll take care of you. Check this out, and I'll cast Mage Armor on myself. All right. And uh, what that would look like will be like shadows wrap around my body and my white tank top and everything. And now I'm covered in like shadows, wispy, right. smoky shadows. And Matt just says, "Yes, not horrifying at all." <laughs> <laughs> the little girl kind of like runs up to Mod and kind of like grabs onto like his uh, section of his armor while holding onto the egg. As she seemed to be a little bit off-put or frightened by Abe's uh, shadow suit. Protection. It's for protection. Don't be scared. It's, it's okay. He's... He, he... Yeah, it's fine. Come along. Just hold tight onto that symbol and you'll be all right. Okay. All right. So, Jacko, you were at the front door. You've kind of been standing there waiting for the other people to come around. And uh, as you're waiting there, you can hear, you're close enough to the door, you hear like someone's like singing, like, really low voice almost, kind of like a, like a sea shanty kind of thing. Um, and it sounds like it's really close, but it's uh, drunken. You know, it's like... <laughs> That was good acting, Jeremy. I thought that was a real hiccup. I've been practicing all day. <laughs> all right. So what's uh, what are y'all doing? So I would ask the girl, uh, which way is the best way to get in this place? Uh, and she just points to. You might be in the cook. I'm sure you know there. a lot of, a lot of stuff here. Uh, 
the front door sometimes when I want a snack um, and so I don't get in trouble. Mama leaves the kitchen window open for me so I can crawl in. All right, well, if the front door's open, might as well go in there. Okay. So I'll head up. Jocko is just going to walk around the outside of the manor, see if there's any mm-hmm. odd things going on. Well, uh, if you're going to, yeah, if you're circling the manor, um, since you're like looking in detail for something like that, you can also see that in the kitchen, that window is ajar. Uh, otherwise, all the windows are sealed. Uh, you can see, and I didn't know if I made it clear or not, but the windows are about 10 feet off the ground. And uh, on the back side or the north side of the house, uh, the windows in that room, you can see a faint candlelight flickering. Uh-huh. So I'm checking the back of the house. I want to see if there are open doors, open windows. Yeah, so there's three windows back there, uh, 10 feet off the ground, and all of them, uh, you can see a little bit of faint candlelight flickering from the uh, middle window, which if you're doing that while Jacko's kind of circling, then I guess you both would be back there. I'm going to hoist myself up and look through the window. What do I see? Okay, uh, it's 10 feet up to the window, so you're going to need to make a climb check. <laughs> kind of wet and covered with moss and, and whatnot. Athletics? Athletics, yes. Don't fail me now. Oh, you mother... What'd you get? Ten. All right. Uh, yeah, so you go to climb up, and you get your fingers on the, the seal, the window seal, and maybe it's bad positioning or how you pulled yourself up, but uh, you end up snapping part of the window seal off as you fail to climb up, and you fall to the ground. Boom on your ass and for damage <laughs> and uh as soon as it snaps off and you hit the ground jacko can see the candlelight go out in the window uh, i'll keep walking around are there any other doors the only door you've seen is the front door and like no other ways to get out usually that's a fire hazard like trees or anything <laughs> nope you have not seen anything other than the windows and those one set of doors okay all right and we go huh and uh, you or you. I move over to the next window and I want to try the same thing, even though I don't think there's any anybody in there. Okay. Go ahead and give me a climb check again. And uh, what's going on at the front door? I'm going to open it. All right. Out of 12. So, hold on. Ta-da. So, Abe, you open the front door. Yep. And you open it, and there's a little entrance hall here. You can see. There are dark tapestries, curtains, and suits of armor that decorate it. And you can see a, uh, a large path that leads to a larger hall on the inside. However, as soon as you walk in, and I'm going to deny your thing right okay. there because there's something in your way. On the floor, you can see a gentleman with uh, a long raven-nosed mask, black with, and with black and shredded robes. He's lying on the ground in a pool of blood, and he has a large wine bottle in his hand. And uh, you can see just below the the, uh, the bottom of the nose of the mask, his mouth is exposed, and he's got a little grin on his face, and he's just lying on the floor, going, And I've seen anyone like you. And he doesn't seem to notice that you've opened the door in front of him. So I'll step over him, then swipe his mask off. All right. <laughs> you swipe his mask off, and uh, as soon as you pop it off, he like makes eye contact with you, and he just starts laughing. And he's like... <laughs> <sighs> you're late and he just had like pulled the bottle to his mouth but it's maybe the blood might be his because he looks a little flush and uh, doesn't seem to have the strength to get the bottle to his mouth am I sure it's blood and not just wine uh, you can touch it if you'd like yeah I'll touch it it's blood. And my, 
Matt asks the girl, and now who is this? And uh, she'll look over and she'll kind of like peek and see the blood and she'll like jut back behind Mott and she'll just she'll just shake her head and I know. I don't Hmm. You hurt, man? And he'll look at his wine bottle that, that looks mostly empty and he's like, yeah, I'm hurting. You got any more? And he kind of just lets the bottle go. What's all this blood around you? And he kind of like maybe first noticing it for himself. He kind of splashes his hand in it and he just picks it up and plays with it in his fingers. He says, oh, oh, <laughs> that's not good. And he just kind of puts his head back on the floor. I like lean over to Maude and be like, this dude's fucking dude's mad. Okay, is there something I can do to like not heal him, but keep him from <laughs> bleeding out or something? Um, there is a cantrip that uh, basically stops that uh, stops like death saves when someone is unconscious or something like that. He is still conscious, though. But uh, I figured for purposes of that, I would let you use that cantrip for the same purpose. Is it spare the dying? That might oh, be it. Yeah. OK, so just since he put his head down, I'm just going to use it in case he is dying. Uh, so you do that and he's still there kind of drunk and um, not passed out, but just kind of like gazing up at the ceiling. But you assume whatever you did worked. Can I be inside now since I said I stepped over him? Sure. And uh, let's go back to uh, B&E. So you rolled your 12 and uh, you're able to get a hold of the windowsill and pull yourself up. Now there's, you're kind of just dangling from the windowsill now as it's 10 feet off the ground. And uh, you can put your, pull yourself up to the window. But now what do you do? What do I see inside? You can see there's a massive hole in the ground in the floorboard. So it looks like, I mean, does that actually cover the entire room or... Like, is there space for me to, say, break or open the yep. window to, and get in? Um, in your current situation, you're just dangling from the window. It's going to be hard for you to, to break it in. I don't know how you're going to get leverage, so you're going to have to think about a way how you would do that. Um, but you can see, yeah, the massive hole in the floor looks like the hole's about 10, 15 feet across. I'm going to... Well, I've already checked these two. I'm not interested in the last window. I'm going to go... I'm going to go this way around the side of the building looking for another entrance okay uh you um go around the east side of the manor and there's nothing no windows or doors how does the ground look normal normal yeah like people have been trudging through it does it look like it's no seems normal looks like it's well kept uh grounds in general trees are pruned and uh grass is short i'm just going to pay attention to what's going around the corner i'm not going to emerge all right you see like a little girl walk in behind Mott and uh, Abe as they step in. And uh, Jaco, where are you at in the midst of all this? Um, so they've gone in the front. I'm going to head around and take another look at Mr. Good Guy. I suppose I all see right. him coming around the end of the building. Sure. I see you failed to enter the back. <laughs> there was nowhere to go. I climbed up onto that window but there's just a big hole in the floor. What do you say? How large? Large. Room-sized. Uh, I'll like... He takes out his book and scribbles a bit more. The others have entered the front. I suggest that we join them. All right. Those in the front? Um, so you're just in this entrance hall now, and there's a larger hall in front of you for Jack and Abe that you can enter into if you wish. We had better advance carefully because... This man has been treated 
unkindly by someone. Do I see blood anywhere but him? Mm, just on him. Okay. In this hole. Uh, I'll say to him. So the, the masquerade ended two days ago. What are you still doing here? He kind of looks up and he looks in the eyes. He's like, what's the... Uh, man, there it is again. And he kind of like looks left and right. And then he like makes eye contact with the girl. And uh, Ma can see like there's like a really deep like stare between the two of them. And he's like, oh. And you can like see him like almost like his body like rhythmically like bounces like a to the beat of like a heart. And it's boom, 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 boom. And he can like, he'll put his hands on his head and he's like, oh, it's so loud. And he like reaches over to grab a bottle that he like laid down previously. And uh, as he rolls over to like grab the bottle, he kind of exposes his back and you can see a giant plate sized wound circular that has ripped through his costume and has exposed his back. Can I kind of like investigate it to see if it is some kind of a bite or something? Uh, I'll give you investigation. Medicine would be better for this, um, but no one is trained in medicine, so give me investigation. So you investigate the wound, and uh, maybe it's just too bloody and gory for you to to gather any information about it. Oh, I wish he could sober up so we could get some information about what happened to the damn sword. Can I use precipitation to clean up the area of blood? Sure. <laughs> sure. That's nice of you. Yeah. Well, I, want, um, I, want the, I don't want the little girl to be freaked out. So. Oh, okay. So you start cleaning it up. Uh, you can cast it. Yeah, make it go away. And uh, she seems to... She doesn't say anything, but maybe she, she looks a little more relaxed. She I'm kind of still thinking about her mind. <laughs> and as you're Check. casting the spell to clean it up, you can hear the sound of glass breaking in the room beside you. Not you hear that? Hey, dude, we better move. And he takes a couple of quick, quick steps in. Let me grab this guy, drag him. All right. Will he uh, fight so you're me on the No, he's right. uh, not in a position to, to fight anything. I'll drag him so. up to the next room too. And right. Prop him on one of these chairs, I guess. Sure. And as you walk into this room, it's a great hall of the manor. And the hall is draped in fine white curtains and the walls are freshly painted white match. There are red smears and handprints that dot all over the walls. Chairs and musical instruments are broken and strewn about the room. Long tables are laid with rotting food. White, gray, and black rats squirm on top of the plates. And you can point to this as the source of the glass breaking as you see a shattered wine glass on the floor by the table. Towards the middle of the room, you can see five bloodied costumed bodies that lie on the floor. And then there are three other doors in this room that lead somewhere else. Yeah, damn it. This is a massacre. And the little girl, she like sees all these bodies on the floor and she just kind of shrieks <laughs> and steps behind the wall. Yeah, you stay there. Better, better stay there. I'll come up and cast some presentation some more clean enough. <laughs> <laughs> you, what do you clean up exactly? The the bodies or the stains on the wall or what are you doing? Uh, I was thinking to, to clean up the bodies, but I think I would want to investigate first before I clean everything up. So I'll, before she comes in, I'll clean it up, though. Before she comes back right. in later. So uh, just to, for clarity's sake, and maybe just kind of a rule of thumb going forward, when you want to investigate, especially in this kind of situation, tell me specifically what you want to investigate yeah. and how you're going to do it. So I'm going to go take the masks off one by one and uh, see if anyone matches the description of the, the Baroness. Okay. Uh, Matt's going to quickly check to make sure none, nobody's alive. Jocko, what are you doing? 
Uh, I want to grab this guy's wine right. and take a whiff. Does it smell like it's wine? Uh, well, you take a whiff and uh, there's a label on it as well. And uh, it says uh, Vermilio's Premium. And you recognize it. It's a wine that's uh, very popular in uh, Dunwich, the town that everyone's from. And uh, yeah, it smells like wine. Are there any, any other bottles of it around the room? Yeah, in this room, you can see uh, a couple bottles on these tables. Unopened? Some are open, some are closed. I want to pour the wine on the guy's back wound. <laughs> right? Christ. <laughs> uh, uh, so you uh, pour that on him, and uh, he kind of, he doesn't really react. He's just like, oh, hey, what are you doing? Uh, he just kind of puts his head on the, on the, uh, leans his head back because I think uh, Abe said said he put him in a chair. Yeah, so, like rip off some part of his costume and try to like wipe it away. See if I can see what kind of wounds it is. Yeah, um, give me an investigation check. It's an obvious large circular room the size of a dinner plate is what you know right now. 19. Okay. Not trained in medicine, but you're able to like look at the, the shape, the patterns, and there is an obvious pattern around the ring of this um, this wound. So it's not like a, like maybe a knife where you would see like a deep penetration mark and then maybe it gets lighter or thinner at some other point. Uh, it's all very even, same depth of the wound all the way around. And uh, you can see like little jagged ridges as well. Does it look like a bite per se? I'm thinking like it could be more animal wound. Right. Do you think so a bite possible. is more likely than a knife or something like that? Yeah. Okay. And does it go like through to the, am I seeing like bone and stuff or is it just meat? Just meat. All right, cool. Um, then I'll hand him back the bottle and I'll go grab an unopened one and uncork it and take a, a swig. Okay. So while you're doing that, this is all going on at the same time. Uh, good guy, what are you doing? I am sneaking up to the rest of the party. So I'm stealthy. I'm stealthily moving. Okay. I open. I enter the room, and I just come to stand behind this little girl who does not know that I'm there. Well, you would not know if she knows that you're there or not, but she does not seem to notice you. She's sitting on the floor uh, with her knees kind of pulled to her chest, and she has her hands over her ears and her eyes closed. Okay, so I'm going to position myself over her with my with her sitting between my legs and my back against the wall, and I'm watching it i'm listening and watching everything going on to the room with my head around the peaky <laughs> around the corner okay <laughs> with that 21 stealth you can't impress anybody if they can't see what you're doing <laughs> uh, that is no concern of mine all right so uh jacko you make it over the table it's covered with rats and um they're chewing on the food and you can kind of reach for a bottle and as you're doing that uh abe and uh Mott are checking the bodies, and Abe, as you reach down to pull off the mask, you rip off one of the masks, and you see a young woman um, does not match the description of the Baroness. Uh, she has long uh, amber-colored hair that's tied back into a ponytail, but her face is twisted and contorted. Her jaw is to the off to the side. Her, she has like a snarl on her face, um, and her eyes are closed. It looks like her that that face is like frozen in time. But seconds, a second after you pull off the mask, um, her eyes pop open and they're a deep blood red like all the capillaries had burst in her eyes. And she lets out this horrible wail 
and I need everyone to roll initiative. I similar to the horse? Yes. Okay. God, terrible fucking rolls. All right. She, she lists out this whale, and almost like a choir, as soon as she lists out the whale, five other bodies in the room do the exact same thing. Their mouths pop open, and you just hear this. Chaco is going to spring into action, and you see him just kind of like, almost like his muscles just like pop out a bit. Like he's still wearing his clothes, but he just looks beefier. And he's going to spring over to this this one. And as he's running up, he'll whip off his great sword and just bring it like overhead down, straight down on this shrieking beast. All right. Image-wise, these things are like uh, 28 Days Later style, like zombie type uh, movements and whatnot. So yeah, you bring down your great axe, it hits. Nice. Just try to slash it like in half. Yeah, you cleave it. What does that look like as you slay it? So Jacko brings it down, just like straight through, misses the head, but like catches it kind of in like the neck shoulder area. And his sword just goes all the way down to like the gut and stops. And then he'll use his foot, just like push it off the end, wipe the sword on his leg and turn around to face this other one. Abe, it's your turn. Alright, what the hell? Stand down! Get just what the hell? And I'm gonna use shocking grasp. Alright, that hits. Alright. How do you grasp her? So I just picked off I just took off her mask, right? And then she just rose up with this disgusting face. So I would have grabbed her by her by her uh, shoulders to hold her back off of me. And then just was like mm. I just turned the lightning on. Shocker. As you shock her, it seems to like put like black burn marks all through her, but it seems to almost enrage her more as she like kind of pulls her face closer to yours, like within a few inches. Good guy, your turn. I'm going to step out here. And first, I'm going to take a hand crossbow shot at the guy in front of Abe there. All right. So, target, I'll give you advantage for that. Okay. So, this will be sneak attack then. Mm hmm. One, two. I jump out from the from the from the wall, very carefully, not to uh, you know like hit the little girl with my knee as I go by and knock her unconscious, but turn around and I just go with my with my hand crossbow, and the arrow flies straight by Abe's right ear and into the forehead of this guy, right or woman, whoever it is, I don't care. Yeah, it pops her, and then she's screaming in Abe's face, and then she just drops to the ground. And the little girl, as you kind of expose your position as you leap off of her and shoot that, she'll, like, pop up, and you just came out of nowhere. You just see her, she just screams, like, full-volume scream, um, wailing, and, uh... Okay, and then I'm going to move back to this other wall and hide. Okay. And I am finished. Abe would be like, what the hell? So the one at the far room... She has like a, she's like clutching like a wine glass. Um, and she'll just gonna lumber forward over towards Jacko. And she'll look at Jacko in the eyes and you can see like past her mask and just see her red beating eyes. And she just kind of screams at you. And uh, I'm gonna need Jacko to make a, a charisma saving throw. Sorry, charisma. Ten. Okay, so there's this like wave of fear that washes over you, and 
you are able to keep your composure and resist it. Jacob's face kind of twists in fear, and then he steals himself. The young girl, having kind of freaking out with like all the seeing all the bodies, and then kind of good guy uh, appearing out of nowhere, she's gonna scramble over here by the suit of armor and just kind of squeeze in behind it to hide. Which good guy is able to see her do that? Well, that's what those are. Yeah, this is her. Uh, Mott, it's your turn. All right, he's just gonna kind of grit his teeth, pop his helmet back on his head, tap himself on top of the head to set it in position, and then take a kind of exaggerated overhand swing at this monster All right. with his mates. It's uh, you smash into her, knock the glass from her hands, cause her forearm to kind of contort, bend in a way it shouldn't. Foul thing, go back to hell. Jocko, your turn. Bit judgmental about alcoholics, aren't you? <laughs> so he will take out his sword and go for like a lateral swing, trying to like just cut her head off. Bam! That hits. That'll drop her. All right. So he's just gonna like lateral swing and like lob her head off, and then turn and say, "Don't you know, old man? We're already in hell." I don't quite share your pessimism, but I can't deny that uh, your words carry uh, some semblance of truth in this foul place. So, Abe, on the table uh, to the east of you, there's la- the rats that have been there. Maybe they're like all juiced up with all this blood and carnage going on, or maybe lack of food, but they've kind of all coalesced into a massive swarm on the table. And uh, they think you look pretty good right now. Uh, so they all run off the table and just start running up your legs and biting and chomping on you, and uh, they will do 10 piercing damage to you. So they run up, and you just see a uh, good guy can see from around the corner. The Abe just gets bulldozed by a swarm of rats. They just come on him and knock him down and just start chomping on him. I'm down, yeah. The death AC or the death save thing is on auto, so I'll turn it off. Oh. But um, you did get it, so I'll let you keep it if you want, or if you want to yeah. roll it yourself, you can. No, that's fine. Okay, auto death rolls off. Okay, I just it. Never right. sent fucking Grims- Grimsby. Never again. Good guy, your turn. Okay, I'm going to come out around the corner again mm-hmm. and see what I can see. Uh, oh, 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 oh my. actually, I have a thing. What you think? I have, I, I have to do something. I might not be down. I might not be down. Let's see. Strength of the grave. When the damage isn't radiant, Reduce you to HT, zero HP. You can make a charisma saving throw. DC five plus damage taken. On a success, you instead drop to one HP. You can't use this feature again until you finish a long rest. Okay, so you need to make a charisma save DC 15. All right. Wow. And that you make so I'll change it to where you have one HP. Wasted a good death save roll. Now I can hit the, now I can hit the rats, right? Nice. Uh, yeah, it would have been Abe's turn. Yeah, so Abe, you got one HP. Go for it. It's a swarm, mm-hmm. and they're on and they're on me, so I can't really use magic, I guess. You can use magic. You can? Yeah, there's nothing else. If I do fireball, it'll, it'll catch me on fire, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> fireball? Sure. It's going to catch everybody. But, uh, okay, I'll do, I'll do chill touch. Yeah, you can do that. Hit. Or necrotic, and I'll move out of the spot. Good guy. So I jump out from behind the wall again. And I see this mound of writhing rats, and I go, and I shoot a crossbow at it. Behind the table, underneath the table, 
like clambering through a pile of broken bottles and dropped plates and stuff, another one of these party attendants is going to crawl out and uh, kind of run up and make her into a full stance here. And then uh, she's going to turn and kind of spin looking at everyone and just kind of scream and hiss out as this kind of a wave of fear permeates from her. And I need... Jacko is fine. I need Mott and Abe to make uh, charisma saves. <laughs> and you guys are fine. You're able to resist the fear. Oh, died over here. Mott, it's your turn. So Mott kind of uh, is starting to fumble with her, his crossbow, but then the no, the twisted noble pops out and he kind of lets it hang back at his side off of the loop on his belt and retakes his mace and he steps in and he lifts up his mace but then he decides to looking at how close he is to the rats and the zombie creature he instead barks out a sharp sounding word and does word of radiant on both of them right so they both fail (laughs) jeez not quite uh, terribly radiant energy shoots out of uh, Mott's chest and kind of pinpricks the two creatures and he kind of has a confused look on his face about how come it didn't do more. <laughs> Nobody around the room is surprised at the uh, outcome. Uh, next, Jacko, your turn. Uh, so Jacko's gonna do another like overarm or overhead swing down on this new person pop it up so you go to uh swing at her and i guess she's like primed because she's trying to incite fear in you and uh she is able just to like pop backwards move its leg back towards the swarm and uh, dodge your swing this guy is just gonna be like you guys are still partying without me (laughs) and the swarm of rats uh they've taken enough damage to where they they don't want to be here anymore so they're going to try to run away. So the swarm is going to try to disperse. Um, so Mott and Abe are going to get opportunity attacks on the swarm as it tries to run away. Yay! Mott misses. Abe hits. He just clanks the head of his mace down in the middle of a bunch of them. Goes, ah, damn vermin! So I'll just raise my crossbow and filthy fucking animals and yeah. pierce a couple, skewer a couple. You catch one and just flies and slams into a chair. And uh, the rats seem to be running towards this door. And they're going to look like they're separating and trying to squeeze into different cracks and crevices around it to get through. Abe, it's your turn. All right. Uh, I guess I'm going to leave the rats alone. So let me not target them anymore. That's a good thing. And we'll try to take out this lady. All right. I am going to cast Friendship. <laughs> I'm a shocking grasper. She's facing Abe, right? Uh, you will say she's facing Jocko because Jocko just swung at her. She tried to jump. Can I stand here to flank her? Yes. So you'll get plus one. Okay. And I'll do shocking grasp. So. All right. All right. It's all right. Again, I'll go for the back. I'll grab her by the shoulders. Try to hold her back from attacking Jocko. Be like, take this. I'm just going to take another shot at them. I'm trying to make right. sure that nothing leaves alive. It's hell yeah. Yeah, baby. Nice. All right, so you're able to pop off a couple more little rats. 
the swarm is still there, but trying to they're just scattering now. Oh, I hate rats. All right. So this one, since you all seem to not to be succumbing to her fear, fear gaze, she is going to swing at, uh, we'll say Jacko, since he attempted to attack her. 20 hits or five slashing. So she just reaches out and you can see like her nails. It's almost like they're reinforced almost. They're not natural. Otherwise, they would have snapped off and she just kind of rakes across your face. And uh, Mott, it's your turn. Mott will uh, see that she's attacking Jacko and will say, Hey, now you leave him alone! And he'll swing the mace, which was in the middle of a bunch of rats that ran away upwards at her face. Could you guys remember to untarget things and retarget the new ones? It's impressive. Proud daddy. It's like right yeah. in the bicycle. All right, so unfortunately, though, Mod's rolling low today, so two two damage. Good attack roll, though. It's because He's, he has them thin arms. Jacko, it is your turn. As this woman is, the party goer is getting smashed to bits. He's not too happy about that being slashed across the face. Uh, so he will go for another, perhaps not as restrained, uh, swing of his great sword. Hits. God. Oh, that's not damage. <laughs> I thought it was damage. Yeah. <laughs> that was the damage. That's the damage. damage is pretty close. <laughs> um, and again, he's going to come and like, this one's not as controlled as the other lateral swing, but he's going to come down and just like slice the head right off the shoulders. Yep. And then she spins, does a little pirouette. The head hits the ground first, followed by the body. Blood splashes into my face. Something like some... Tarantino spurts coming up. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the stuff. Are there others? Jacko will say, looking around the room, checking under tables. The swarm will squeeze through the little crevices under the doors and through the corners of the wood and uh, get inside the other room. And uh, that will be end of combat. So you guys are in the grand hall bodies of five twisted and distorted guests scatter along the floor and it is quiet again what do you do